You have meddled with the primal forces of nature! Like we always do about this time. This should be played at high volume. Welcome to the Marketers with Attitudes podcast. This is the place where we teach you how to become the best content marketer you can possibly be. My name is Joshua Barclay, and I'll be your host. On today's episode, we are going to teach you how to build an outbound sales strategy step-by-step from scratch. No matter who you are or what you do, you are going to have to sell. You're selling yourself, you're selling your services, selling your products. There's no way you can escape being a salesperson. So this is precisely why I brought on my next guest, Charlie Light. Charlie Light is an outbound sales specialist based in Denver, Colorado. He owns his very own sales agency, Prospect Aim, and he has hundreds of thousands of views on his YouTube channel. In today's episode, Charlie Light is going to teach you how to build an outbound sales strategy step-by-step from scratch. And there's a lot of other things that he's going to teach you. He has six plus years of outbound sales experience. He's really crafty. He's got a lot of tricks of the trade. And I really look forward to helping you become a better salesperson. Because if you can do that, you can start to generate more leads and sales. You'll have less stress in your life. Things will just be better. You'll just live a more comfortable life. So without further ado, Let's get to it. Grab a pen. Take some notes if you have to. It's Marketers with Attitudes, baby. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. How would you advise them? If you could give like a a step-by-step breakdown of your sales process for somebody that is very unfamiliar. So I basically have two different components that I always talk about with my clients. So the first one is like the strategy or the approach. The second part is the actual technical aspects of how to run a sales process. The second one is probably easier. And so that's what I do for a lot of my clients, like putting together lists, making sure cold emails go out, making sure cold calls get made, or just making sure there's a plan to consistently do the prospecting. However, for a company that's just starting out, the thing you need to focus on is the first part, the strategy, the approach. And this is the thing that I've had the most trouble with with clients is basically figuring out how can you approach a prospect to actually compel them to take action. So, you know, there's certain companies that they have either such a good offer or such a good approach or such good branding. They just do the prospecting or they do their marketing or whatever. And they have all sorts of people who are super interested. They easily add customers as opposed to other companies who maybe have salespeople who are just almost every lead they get ends up just falling off or they don't know how to approach prospects and get them interested. And even when they do set a meeting, it feels like they're trying to force the prospect to do a deal with them. So what I try to look at with my clients is obviously let's do the first scenario. Let's figure out how we can actually compel people to take action. We don't want you or I don't want my clients to have a bunch of leads that aren't actually interested. So I think that's a huge mistake a lot of new companies make is basically they think that the messaging doesn't really matter and they just approach people and say, hey, we do this service. Do you want to do a meeting? And I'm finding that that approach doesn't really work very often just because first off, just listing your service, like just saying, hey, we do websites. How interested can you really get someone just by saying that, right? Best case scenario, they'll just be a little bit curious. However, you tend to get people who are super focused on price if that's all you do. Like if, if they don't think it's a really valuable service, you know, all they kind of have to go off of is price. And it's a tricky thing, but I think you really have to work on your messaging. Like how can you craft your messaging so that when you do a campaign, you're actually getting a five to 10% response rate. Because I think for new companies, like if you're going to do sales and you're basically just getting like a half a percent response rate on your prospecting, it probably won't work super well. 
the conversion rate's just not going to be high enough to justify paying someone to do the sales or pay for the tools you need to actually do your outreach. And you mentioned sort of having the right messaging. And when I watch your videos, I noticed that when you call somebody, you'll say, hey, I got a guy who does HVAC SEO. He ranked a company just like yours, number one on Google and added $2,500 a month to their bottom line. Yeah. Like, is that some of the stuff that you mean? Yeah, exactly. So, and there's actually two parts to it. So number one, I, I want to say something that could either be like a result that you've had, or it could just be something cool about your process. Or if you're like selling a software, just something that will actually intrigue people. Like I don't want to call a bunch of people and basically force them to take a meeting with me. Like you said, having a good case study, something that people might be interested in. And the other thing that I've kind of added recently, so it might not be in a lot of my current or a lot of the videos that are from a year or two ago, but I don't necessarily want to book a meeting with someone right away. The thing that I do with prospecting and what I've started to do more of is basically just think of prospecting as building your brand awareness. Like I don't even think about it as us trying to book a meeting right away. Just because I know that if you cold contact people and the first thing you're doing is asking for a meeting, that has a pretty low conversion rate just because people, they don't know enough to really commit to a meeting. And then even if they do commit to the meeting, it's basically like you're starting from scratch. Like I don't want a bunch of meetings with people who get on the call and then are like, okay, so what do you do exactly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd rather educate them. So what I do for my personal business is I'll say like a, a good result we've had, and then I want people to watch a video. Um, so I'll send them a five minute video explaining what it is that I do. I want them to be genuinely interested. I don't care if they don't book right away. Like I, when I do my outreach, I know that a lot of people will go to my YouTube channel, they'll watch a video or two. And then the nice thing is YouTube does the retargeting work for me, right? Cause if they watch a video or two, they might see another one later. So I've had people who like six months after I reached out, I didn't hear anything from them, but they reach out because I introduced them to my brand. And then a few months later, they, you know, had seen enough where they are really interested. And then they booked the meeting. By that time, they're much more qualified, much more interested. Yeah. So that's another huge thing is really just the patience. Also, I think the best sales process is they build up over months and years. Too many companies are just impatient. They think, you know, I'll contact 100 people, we'll sign two or three clients within the next week. And if it doesn't work out like that, they give up and they stop prospecting altogether. So it's kind of like top of funnel. You're hitting people up for the brand awareness and build that relationship. You're not calling them, hounding them to close a lead immediately. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I just think that's such a huge mistake to think that just because I'm urgently needing a client right now, that whoever I contact is going to be just as urgent. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's tough for a lot of salespeople, like who basically are given the task of, oh, book meetings right now. And they're, you know, the sales manager or the boss or whoever basically acts like, oh, you need to close these people right away. If you contact them, set the meeting for tomorrow and close them right after that. And yeah, I think there are certain salespeople who are better at that. Like I'm not the most aggressive salesperson. And that's what I try to talk about on my channel too, is that there's different approaches. If you're going to be more aggressive or if you are better at like persuading people or better at just being aggressive, then go ahead and do that if it works for you. But what I try to do with my clients is, you know, let's build a, a large top of the funnel awareness. If we contact a bunch of people, give them an easy first step to actually interact with you rather than trying to get them on a call, you'll have way more leads. And you know what, a few of them will probably be like, Oh, this is the perfect thing right now. Like, have you ever had that a deal where you contact someone and basically they were looking for that exact service right yeah. at that time? And it, so but it's, it's rare. What I talk about too, I think this is from a Jeffrey Gittimer book, but he said that, you know, if you contact 100 people, probably three or four of them are actively thinking that they need your service or your product that week. I think his example was for car sales. But he basically said, if you're going to cold call 100 people, probably 
three of them were thinking, actively thinking that they're going to buy a car within the next few weeks or a month or two. However, you know, probably 50 or 60 of them will buy a car within the next two years or three years. However, they're not actively thinking of it right now. There's no way that they're going to come in for a meeting right away. So how do you actually come up with an approach that targets those 50 or 60% that will buy your service without annoying the hell out of them and just block you or stop responding? Because right. if you contact them every single day, is that going to work? No, you're, you're going to contact them every day for a year without them getting annoyed at you? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, great point. Uh, with the less face-to-face interaction taking place because of COVID, have you had to adapt your sales process at all? Or do you foresee yourself having to do that? Well, yeah, for my business, it's, it's nice because I typically, even before all this, I rarely met my clients in person. So no, for me, Not really. I've seen for a lot of my clients, especially like marketing companies or software companies, they typically, I feel like are the same. If you have a client that's in your city or your area, yeah, of course you meet them in person. But I've seen a lot of agencies who, you know, 80% of their clients are somewhere else in the US and they never actually meet in person. Yeah. So for me and my clients, not really. I think for for people that have had to adapt, the one thing I would look at is video. I guess I kind of had to adapt just before all this, just because of not meeting people in person. I just used video a lot more. So basically, if I had a call with someone and there was something I needed to send afterwards, like if I was going to send a proposal or some more info, I would send a document, but I would also do like a quick five-minute screen record where it's just me talking over the thing I'd sent them and making a few more points. Or if I couldn't, you know, if we couldn't do a video call or whatever, I would usually just record a video for people. I don't know, people like that a lot more rather than like typing everything out in an email. So yeah, I mean, video, I would say is like the, the number one way to kind of to uh, help with not a, not being able to meet people in person. What I found as a content marketer is that um, content is not just for ranking on Google, it's to help sales people close the deal. So my question is, what are the essential things you need to make a sale? So like what content uh, assets are necessary for the sales enablement process? That's what I have for my own company. I have like a a few documents that I basically, I, I found myself sending the same kind of summary over to people at the end of calls. So I, I made a couple of different documents that were helpful. So number one is like the process that I use. So basically, if someone's on a phone call with me and is interested in using my service, I want them to have a very clear idea of what they're getting into. So my main service is is doing the prospecting for people. So what I would send after a call is a outline. It's a document that basically says, you know, here's our process for onboarding. Here's like the five steps for onboarding. Here's how long it takes. Here's what we do once we get a campaign going. You should, you know, within a week or so, we should see leads coming in. At the two-week mark, maybe we'll have an onboarding phone call where we kind of evaluate the results, tweak the campaign if necessary. So that's a super important one, like a a timeline of what your prospect's getting into. Because if people have a a very clear, specific idea of what they're getting into, it's much easier for them to make a decision. It's hard for people to make a decision if they don't quite understand what they're signing up for. So yeah, that's a, a super important one. I would also have like case studies or testimonials or just examples of your work laid out in something that can easily be sent. So like a PDF of results of past clients that you can send over, or it could be a canned email. I've done that before for other clients. If it's just a very quick, like here's a summary of of a 
three past clients. So another one is the pricing, um, obviously depending on your service, but having really clear pricing is super important. I mean, personally, I like to just have it on my website so people can see the pricing. I know other companies don't like to do that, but I like to put the pricing out there just so people understand what they're getting into. Like for me personally, I want people to see my pricing before they book a call, just so they have an idea of what, the, of what it's going to cost. And then afterwards, um, you know, maybe if you have more detailed pricing, I think either way, a pricing sheet is just super helpful so that your prospect can pick out exactly what they want. I also think it's a bad idea when the pricing is like convoluted because it's a really easy way to lose a deal if you don't make it very clear what your pricing is, what exactly they're paying for. And I know a lot of startups do that where they kind of change the pricing depending on the client. And I did that too. But what I found is I would end up confusing it, right? I would end up like quoting someone one price just because I thought it sounded good and then later quote something else. And that's usually a bad idea. So just having your pricing figured out. The last one I could think of right now is the contract. So I have like a template agreement where I just fill in the company's name, address, any other info, fill in the terms, and then be able to send it over to them uh, for a signature. How do you take a cold lead and nurture them down the sales funnel? to make right. that that sale? I mean, there's no exact answer. So but I can kind of talk about um, how I've done it for another agency. So what I think is super important is number one, the approach. So and I've talked about this a little bit, but when you approach someone, you really only have that first chance to give a good first impression, obviously showing them something either specific that they can use. So an example I've, I've done for an agency client is basically we made a video where we talked about a specific strategy that this agency had. So we made like a five minute video basically explaining, you know, this is how um, a plumber can use AdWords to get more clients. And so it's very quick, obviously it doesn't explain everything, but we'd send that to people and basically ask them, you know, do you want to see the full version of this? So we kind of get a, a little bit of an opt-in um, and then we would send the full 30 minute video where we fully explained it. And so from there, you know, it's tricky. Like I definitely want to talk about follow-up a little bit more, but it's very hard to nurture leads effectively if you don't really interest them from the beginning. So if, if prospects just aren't super interested from the beginning, if they, you know, if, if they don't really care that much, any kind of nurturing or follow-up activities are going to be wasted because maybe someone's just not interested. And if you spend all your time following up, you know, what can you really say to get them back to interested? So typically what we would do is, is after they've, you know, watched the five minute video, we ask for their opt-in to watch the full video. And then either what we try to do is, you know, the first option would be, okay, do you want to book a phone call to discuss? And that would basically be the sales call. Um, however, we know that a lot of people might find it interesting, but they're not quite ready to take that next step, right? It's just not the right time. They've got other stuff going on. So we give them a secondary option where we can still nurture them effectively. So it, it still matches up, you know, with what they want. Obviously, if they don't want a phone call, that's fine. We don't want to be calling them every single day. Um, so what we would do if they don't want the phone call, we'd give them the option just to sign up for an email list. And so basically, Basically, what the agency does is every month, they just send out a newsletter kind of recapping other results for clients. So it'll basically be a new case study or a new strategy. So we just keep feeding them information like that first video, like that five minute video that explains a strategy. Um, so then their newsletter would just be a new one each month. Um, and I think that something like that is pretty much the most effective way agencies can nurture leads um, just because it's, you know, getting people to opt in because based on a video they watch and then just continually feeding them more and more content like 
like that until either it's the right time or they decide that it's valuable enough that they need it for their own business. I was thinking about this. This is kind of a theory that I have. Sales, I think, amongst our generation has been looked at as a dirty thing because like, if I'm a salesman, right, and I reach out to somebody, a lot of people, they're not receptive. I know that like, I don't like to push products and services on people because I feel like they're just going to tell me to screw off. How have you built a thicker skin over the years to come to terms with that? Because I feel like if you can get over that hump where you can feel comfortable to, to do cold outreach you can grow your business massively but it's that feeling that nobody wants your stuff that holds you back and i struggled with that in the beginning it was like every time someone said no or ended up backing out i was just like oh god this is horrible i mean it happened so what i started looking at was I tried to look at it from more of a logical approach. So number one, how do I build a sales process that's going to add 10 clients a month? You know, how can I do that for with only spending a few hundred dollars in my time? Anything else besides that, you know, it doesn't fit into the model. It's fine, right? If if I contact a thousand people, yeah, if I expect to get 10 clients out of that, I'm going to expect to get 50 or 100 people who say no thanks or screw. Well, it's pretty rare for people to really be mean to you unless you're like contacting them every single day. But what I tried to look at it as is, you know, if I just got 10 clients, clients a month. At the end of a year, I'd have 120 clients. My business would be doing amazing. Let's look at how do we how we can do that rather than focusing on the one or two people that were super rude to me, right? So that's what I've started to look at. And the thing is, you know, if you had 100 clients for your business, you'd be doing really well. You know, if, if you charge one or $2,000 a month, you'd be doing amazing. You'd be making a couple hundred thousand a month in revenue, but that's only 100 clients, right? 100 businesses using your services out of, I think there's like 28 million companies in the US that's pretty much nothing, right? That's like your tiny little speck um, in the grand scheme of things. So that's kind of what I, how I started to think of it. Like, you know, just at a hundred clients, that's almost nothing, but I'd be making my business be doing a hundred or 200,000 a month in revenue. And it's not going to work for everyone, right? Like if I, there's no service that would work for absolutely everyone. So I kind of started to look at it as, you know, just present the service as clearly as possible. So that at the very least, when I contact someone, they get what I'm saying. If it's not right for them, totally fine. Right. Um, because I know that it's a good enough service that other businesses will like it and they'll go for it. So you're thinking to yourself like, okay, I need to get five clients, let's say to close in the next two months, three months, whatever. But it's the fact that you have those numbers and you have a goal in mind that makes all the no's a bit easier because you know, you're going to have to go through volume to get to those five yeses, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I've tried to, um, like if I ever help a company put together a sales team or train salespeople. I think that's the main approach that that salespeople should have. Usually the companies I work with, it's a recurring revenue model. So their salespeople get paid on a recurring basis. So I think as a salesperson, you just need to think of how can in a year, how can I have a hundred clients that are on my, that's kind of on my commission and I'm making a hundred bucks from each one or whatever it is. I think that's the best approach. Once again, every person's different though. So maybe that doesn't work for other people. But if I think, especially for a business owner, that's how you have to think of it. Because really you're just you're trying to build a business i think that a lot of business owners especially when they get started they're kind of just way too focused on like one or two things you know like they maybe spend way too much time doing custom work for for one or two clients and they're not thinking of of building a real scalable business are you seeing any like new patterns forming or anything that's telling about the future any trends anything you're seeing that it's not really talked about, but in your heart of hearts, you kind of know like, okay, Charlie, like th- this things are moving in this direction. Yeah. I mean, well, this isn't necessarily one that no one talks about, but I think cold calling, that's definitely, I've seen it myself that it's 
it's definitely losing its effectiveness and less people are doing it. Now, I, I do think in certain markets, it still works well. For most companies, it can still work. I, I kind of hate when people say, oh, cold calling's dead, as if it, it would never work. But what I'm seeing in my, for clients that I've worked with, like people just don't answer the phone anymore. Even if it's a business number, like people, if it's a small company and it's the owner's cell phone, they just let it go to voicemail because I think business owners just get way, way too many unsolicited calls. They just, a lot of times will let it go to voicemail and see who it is later. So I think cold calling is definitely kind of just going away. People don't answer. People just don't want to have phone calls with strangers. And I get that. Especially now, I think it's so much easier to convey information in other ways. Like video can be just as effective as doing a phone call with someone, or at least to convey the first bit of info. So I kind of see things going towards video, people getting information, and then doing a phone call once they actually have a lot of the info and just need some sort of clarification or just want to meet the person. Um, like I've had tons of deals like that where we cold email someone, they're interested, we have a back and forth over email, I send them info, they ask a couple questions, and then they just want to do like a 10 minute phone call just to verify, you know, I actually am who I say I was, that kind of thing. Let's see. I, I mean, I think automation, that's an obvious one too, but you can do so much more. Like you can cold email 500 or a thousand people in a day. Whereas with cold calling, maybe you could do a hundred or 150 if you really made a ton of calls. However, I think we've also seen that automation can go wrong in a lot of ways. Like a lot of, um, a lot of companies will just spam the hell out of everyone on LinkedIn with a super generic message. Yeah, so that's oh, not, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's not what's going to work. And I've done a few videos like that going through my LinkedIn inbox where I get like five or 10 of those a day where it's basically like the most vague message you could possibly think of. So I, I think automation, but doing it right, like making sure it's still somewhat personalized, making sure it's targeted. That's what's going to work, not spamming a thousand business owners on LinkedIn and just saying, hey, it looks like you run a business. We help business owners too. You know, do you want to connect with me? Um, that's what I was trying to say at the beginning that I think if you have that right strategy, there's so many tools out there where you can blast your message out to thousands of people for pretty cheap. So if you have messaging that works, I think it's it's pretty straightforward from there to build a company and to have lots of customers. So the last thing I want to ask you, Charlie, is please tell any listeners how they can work with you as well as the services you offer, the name of your business, the, the whole the whole work, sort of what makes your company special. And I, I definitely think it is a special company. My company is Prospect Aim. But the main reason or the main way people find out about me is through my YouTube channel. So if you just search Charlie Light on YouTube, I'll show up. Uh, basically, I just make a couple videos each week talking about my sales strategies or talking about strategies that other companies use that work well. Basically, what I do for my clients is I either help them come up with sales strategies and or I help them run those strategies. So I, I mostly focus on cold email. What we do for our clients is basically help them come up with a strategy that'll work for prospecting, then put together a targeted prospect list, make sure all the data is correct. And then we actually send out the emails, make sure follow-ups go out, make sure that the leads, basically make sure that we have a good process for actually capturing the value from those campaigns. But yeah, if anyone you know wants to learn more, just check out my YouTube channel. The best thing you can do, just subscribe there, check it out. If you want to contact me, contact me through prospectdame.com. Charlie, thanks for being on. I appreciate your time, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I want to thank my guest, Charlie Light, for being on, and I want to thank you for listening. If this podcast was valuable to you in any way, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, I wish I had more of an attitude for you, but I guess we're marketers with attitudes that are really, really nice, actually. But we'll see you soon. Bye.